Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, welcome. How are you feeling today? And how do you feel about that? It's a weird question, maybe, but hopefully it will make sense as we get into the episode today. After the episode on manifesting your holidays last week, I was super motivated to get the manifestation course up online so that you could all check that out if you want. It's the seven-day chakra manifesting challenge, and it goes through the process that we talked about last week in detail. Obviously, you don't have to use it for just holidays. You can use the process for literally anything you want to create in your life. Each day has a mini lesson, a chakra exercise to do, some self-reflection to help you get clear on what you want to create because you don't want to create just anything. You've got to be careful about that. And a recording of live coaching sessions I've done with people going through the process. It's a short course. You could finish it in less than seven days if you wanted, but I think that the daily work gives you time to really explore each energy center and its involvement in the manifestation process. You could also take longer and really spend time on each chakra. The nice thing about it being all online is you can just take it at your own pace. Anyway, I'm clearly very excited about being able to offer this to you, and I'll be getting the advanced manifesting course up in the next couple of weeks. And then in January, the chakra balancing for weight loss course will be available to you as well. That one I'm really excited about because it is not like anything else that you've done in that realm, I'm pretty sure. So stay tuned for more details, as they say. But in the meantime, if you want to know more about the manifesting course, you can go to the link in the show notes or go to www.yourchakracoach.com to learn more. On to how you feel about how you feel. If you're listening to this episode around the time it comes out, we are headed into a time of year that has a lot of challenges. Now, I think I think probably every time of year has its challenge, but this can be particularly difficult. It's the December holidays. And even if you don't celebrate, so much of the world around us does that they impact us whether we like it or not. Expectations run so high for meals and gifts and parties and doing things and being places. There are crowds and wrapping up school projects and semesters and travel and family interactions, which can be amazing and treasured and stressful and frustrating all at the same time. Routines get disrupted and we get caught up in the idea that we have to do things. And even as social media and our social pressures and our culture are telling us that we have to be grateful and cheery and merry and thankful, those same pressures are telling us that no matter what we do, it's not quite enough. And the whole thing can send us into a spiral of anxiety and misery. That's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to be feeling, which starts the cycle over again. I wish I had some magic potion we could all take to stop the cycle, but I don't. I don't. What I can offer you is this. Know that it's coming. Maintain your self-care practices and 
don't judge yourself for any of it. Acknowledge that this is a tough time. Prioritize yourself. And you're going to tell me that you can't. You can't prioritize yourself. And I'm going to tell you that you can, but only if you let go of some other things, like the things that make you miserable that you do to make other people happy. And then we'll practice being non-judgmental towards ourselves and to others too, of course, but definitely ourselves. Now, this is sort of a roundabout way of getting into today's concept, meta-emotions, or in other words, how you feel about how you feel. The official definition, definition is an organized and structured set of emotions and cognitions about the emotions, both one's own emotions and the emotions of others. Get that? For example, you feel stressed about spending time with your family during the holidays, and then you feel guilty about feeling stressed because you know that lots of people don't even have the option to see their families. That guilty feeling is a meta-emotion. You can also have feelings about other people's feelings. Your coworker is angry or frustrated that you missed a deadline, and you feel resentful about their anger because they've missed deadlines too, and you feel you deserve more understanding. In the case of meta-emotions, at least what we're mostly going to be talking about today, we have these secondary emotions of guilt or resentment or frustration because we think that we or someone else should feel a way that we don't. And this is where the concept of unnecessary suffering comes in. The pain of the stories we tell ourselves about our emotions or our behaviors, the stories that make us feel worse. As you may already know, the sacral chakra is the energy center that governs our emotions. But meta-emotions start to tie in the third eye chakra, the seat of the witness, which we'll get into a little more later. I've talked about this concept in the past, usually referring to it as the story we tell ourselves. But I didn't, I didn't even know there was an actual psychological construct with a name and everything. It's always funny to me how these ancient ideas that we learn about through the chakra system then get studied and given <laughs> academic or Western names. And humans have spent all of humanity, I guess, trying to understand ourselves. If you listen to this podcast much or you're a student of the chakras, you know that the primary seat of our emotions in the energetic chain is the sacral chakra. But emotions don't necessarily just rise out of nowhere. Generally, they're connected to a thought we have. Something happens, so we have an opinion on the happening, and then we have a feeling that goes with that thought, that opinion. It seems so simple, but a lot of our thoughts are just going on in the background, like like music in a store. And, and so much of this, so much of this thought music is covers, right? To take that analogy just a step further. It's not even our original thoughts. It's ideas that were planted there by our childhood experiences, the society we grew up in or that we live in now, our families, our early education, all kinds of things. We just repackage old ideas and let them run on loop all day. So it's not surprising that we don't have a lot of new emotions each day. The sacral chakra is an absolute expert at turning those thoughts into a specific feeling and distributing it to the body. If we're lucky, it's a feeling we like feeling. 
But most of us have at least a few thoughts, and some of us have hundreds, that don't make us feel so good. We try to change the station and listen to some new music thoughts, but unless we stay really conscious and aware of the music, it defaults right back to the same old songs. But we've all had that moment where a new song comes on, a new thought enters our brain, and we, and we perk up and we pay attention. We notice how the new thought makes us feel. This can be because there was a new circumstance, a new event, but even new happenings get put through our experiences and we tend to interpret them in our pre-existing ways. Most of the time, if we want to change our thoughts, we want to put on new music that makes us feel like dancing instead of crying, we have to change the story. We have to change what we make the song mean. We listen more closely to the lyrics and realize it wasn't at all what we thought it was about. So we change our thoughts and then we change our feelings. Okay. Okay. I'll let the song thing go now, but hopefully, hopefully you get what I'm saying. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This stepping back and trying to objectively evaluate is one of the benefits of meditation. As you've probably heard me say a thousand times, we engage the third eye chakra. We open our eyes to possibilities and interpretations that were previously hidden. This is frequently called the witness, the, the part of you that can just watch and this is an incredibly important skill to develop. It's why I'm always asking you to meditate. It's when we look at our thoughts and feelings and say, oh, interesting, or how curious, or even, I wonder why I think that. But what happens sometimes is that the witness, or what we might call the witness, also forms an opinion, also offers a moral judgment on the event, sure, but more specifically, on the emotion the event sparked. That's a meta-emotion, and it's in your head, in your third eye. Where the witness could be offering space and peace, it spirals into other emotions on top of the one you're already feeling. I'll say it again, humans are complicated. And here's the thing about meta-emotions, and I'm sure there are exceptions, but by and large, my guess is they are emotions we don't love feeling. And there are lots of those, and I, I think we're best served when we open ourselves to all emotions and learn to process them, but meta-emotions seem different to me. They feel a step re removed. A meta-emotion feels to me like we're 
chastising ourselves, telling ourselves that we should feel different from how we actually feel. So we have guilt. And while I'm not opposed to guilt as a human emotion, it could be useful to help us change harmful behaviors. When it's guilt about another emotion, it seems less useful. Or when guilt turns into shame, the idea that something is fundamentally wrong with us, not our behavior, but at the core of our being, the things that make us us. That's, that's shame, a meta-emotion, and it's not helpful or healthy. Might it be more useful to address the first emotion directly rather than having a separate opinion on it? And a meta-emotion to me seems like a moral judgment of emotions, which I always caution against. Making one emotion good and another bad, it causes that unnecessary suffering. It's like, it's like when someone passes away and we're grieving and then we want to stop and we tell ourselves we shouldn't feel so bad because that person had a good life or whatever other things people say to themselves and others in those situations. When we're sad or angry and then we want to push that away by saying, other people have it so much worse. Who am I to feel X, Y, Z? Or even joy or proud of ourselves. How many times have you accomplished something then told yourself you should have done more? You feel embarrassed or unworthy of your own self-support. Meta-emotions are a thing. They're real. And, and I don't think they're going anywhere. But I do think it's really important for us to see that it's happening and then determine if that's really what we want to think and feel, if that's really where we want to spend our energy. Can we get our emotions out of our heads, out of our third eye chakras, and back down into our bodies, into our sacral chakras where they belong, where they can be felt and processed and explored, and we can complete the cycle, the cycle that I talked about in the stress response episodes a few weeks back. When we have these meta-emotions, all that energy just swirls around in our heads, causing anxiety and dismay. And since our third eye doesn't really process them well, any of that head energy that happens to get down into the body feels really bad. And, and then we're off. Your third eye does a great job imagining things, but it doesn't do a great job of feeling things. So what can we do about this? What can we do about it in, if meta-emotions aren't going anywhere? Maybe just knowing they exist will help you and knowing that everyone experiences them and that even modern research has finally caught up to the ideas that generations of Indian yogis passed down. It might also be useful to engage in intentional, conscious reframe. Instead of I shouldn't feel resentful about spending time with my family, and now I feel guilty that I feel resentful. We can let the witness do the witness's job and say, how curious that I feel resentful. I wonder why. Maybe it doesn't matter why, but maybe you realize that you feel resentful because you already feel super stretched for time and don't like the additional demands you're putting on yourself or that you feel are coming from your family. So the problem isn't really the time spending. It's that taking care of yourself has fallen by the wayside. And that's something you can change. Then spending time with your family might be a joy again, something to look forward to and cherish because you're more grounded and balanced in your own self. 
That's just one example. And I'm sure you can think of a hundred others that relate directly to you. Letting the witness, the third eye chakra, do what it excels at and imagine solutions rather than contribute to feelings. It might help a lot if meta emotions are something that you experience regularly. And of course, keep up your meditation practice. I'm serious. Even just one minute a day of focusing on your breath can be life-changing. Meta emotions. That's what I was really inspired to talk about today. I hope you got a lot out of it and that, well, at the very least, it gives you a new way to think about your feelings, to, to feel your feelings and understand yourself a little bit better. And maybe even to help us understand each other a little bit better. When we can do that, there's just so much more room for empathy and compassion in our lives. As always, you can find me on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. And if you want to support the mission of the show, if you think it deserves some of your financial support, you can join the Patreon page. And remember that Your Chakra Coach courses are coming available as we speak. I can't forget. It's like all I can think about. Go to the website or the show notes to find information on all that. I love you all, and I hope you have the best week that you show yourself love and compassion. Keep your emotions in your body where they belong and allow yourself to feel and process. You know, just a, just a real simple wish for all of us. Have a lovely, lovely day, and we will talk soon. Bye.